Welcome to Global Outreach Community Church, where we proclaim and demonstrate the love of God through Christ. Now, from the Overlook, located in Atascacita, Texas, here is Pastor Anderson with today's message. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6, been on this idea, this start of commitment, and I think this is week five, telling you right now, you may get tired of hearing this word commitment, but I'm asking God to reveal fresh and new ways for you to remain committed. I believe that if you're committed to God, you will be committed to every area of your life your marriage, your singleness, committed on your job, committed as a parent, that you will be committed. And we're going to be looking at this the entire summer. And I was praying yesterday as I was walking, God drilled this idea, this theme of commitment into our spirits. In Daniel chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 1 through 10, but for the sake of time this morning, we'll look at verse 10. Verse 10, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, a very familiar story. When the text is so familiar, many times we shut down, but ask God to show you something fresh, to illuminate your mind to what's been revealed in His Word. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, entered his house. Now in his roof chamber, he had windows open toward Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God as he had been doing previously. A couple of words stood out to me in Daniel's life. Integrity and prayer. Integrity and prayer. I think we come to church many times looking to receive from God, and that's okay. We want to receive. But then there are many times that God is really asking us to give ourselves fully over to Him in this area of commitment. And as I said a few weeks ago, we can be committed to the job because we see a physical paycheck. We can be committed to the world of sports. We can be disciplined. Yesterday, I walked about 5.3 miles. I've been doing it every other day. Part of it is just my prayer walk. Part of it, when we left San Salvador four weeks ago, coach said, I don't look like I used to. So I said, I'm just going to drop about 10 pounds. Happen quick. Because if you discipline yourself, it'll happen. So I'm walking yesterday. Walk back, get in my car. I see Kim. See her walking alone. And I just knew Coach was at home on the couch eating donuts. 
and you're just walking, we can be committed. That we can literally latch on to something that we value that's important in our lives, and we remain committed. If we can be committed to dieting or eating right, if we can be committed to showing up on time at work, if we can be committed to giving our best on the job, what about our life in Christ? Can we be just as committed in our integrity and in the area of prayer? Integrity. I walked in this morning, and there was a iPhone charger in the wall. Because I've been going through this, Rolanda, this idea of integrity, God convicted me real quick. Because I saw that iPhone charger, I was like, whoa, I could get another charger. <laughs> Y'all been there, that's why you're laughing. Because you know it's about $39, $49 a charger. And that's at Walmart. I said, oh, somebody left that charger here. That's God's blessing. You know how spiritual we get. God provided. And I re went to reach to grab it, and the Holy Spirit arrests my attention. Integrity, Pastor. How many times have you left your charger and came back the next day, and it was still there? I said, all right, dang, God. And I walked back. Integrity. In prayer. How was your prayer life this morning? Are you committed to engaging God in this area, in this idea, in this discipline of prayer. Because for a Christian, prayer is the greatest weapon in our arsenal. But it's the weapon we use the least. It's the greatest that God will get more done in our prayer life than us trying to be strategic with our life. But we would rather time spend time trying to map out our plans and be strategic about our careers versus going to God in prayer and committing all that we are to God in prayer and allowing God to map out every step in our lives. We move too fast. So Daniel reminds us, Integrity and prayer. Daniel chapter 6, Daniel is somewhere between 80 and 85 years old. If we go back to Daniel chapter 1, Daniel is deported out of his homeland, out of Judah or Jerusalem at the age of 15. And he's been committed to God in every area of his life from the age of 15 till we meet him now in chapter 6 at the age of 80 or 85. Where did it start? It started in his life from, we believe, theologians would say, his parents and his grandparents. Because I believe the name of Daniel means God is my judge. They named him a name that connected back to his relationship with God. I want to say this, least I move too fast. Parents, make sure that your children know Christ at an early age. 
And when they know Christ at an early age, it doesn't mean they won't make mistakes, but what it means is when they do make mistakes, they will feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit because you put the Word of God on the inside and they can't do what they want to do because every time they go to do it, the Holy Spirit just arrests them. I've been there. I'm not going to tell you all my junk, but in my teenage years, Coach, when I did some stuff I wasn't supposed to, the Holy Spirit just grabbed me. Let me be careful because my wife said I got heavy hands and just arrested me and reminded me that my name and his name is more important than the things I was involved in. Integrity, Daniel. So can we read this this morning? And if I don't finish, we'll pick up tomorrow. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. And it seemed good to Darius to appoint 120 governors over the kingdom that would be in charge of the whole kingdom, and over them three commissioners of one who is Daniel, that these governors may be accountable to them, and that the king may not suffer loss. Here's Darius. He is now taking over in the kingship. And Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of chapter 5, died. And now a new king is rising. And he is so concerned about the economy, the wealth of the kingdom, that he puts leadership into place. And leadership is very important. And the leadership is to give accountability that nothing may be lost in the kingdom. So he sets in order. 120 governors, and then he has over the governors three commissioners. Daniel is one. Stop. Don't move too fast. Chapter one, Daniel's deported. He is so committed that he chooses not to defile himself with eating food from the king's table. He told the king or the king's servant, test me for 10 days, and after 10 days, because Daniel ate veggies and water, his appearance was fatter, better than the man that defiled himself. At the end of the chapter, Daniel is promoted. Chapter 2, the king has a dream. Daniel reveals the dream because of the gifts that God gave him in chapter 1. Remember, I told you, there are gifts that God has given you in chapter 1 of your life that you may not use until chapter 2 and chapter 3 of your life. So Daniel uses his gifts in chapter 2. Watch this. The gift came into play to Because in Daniel chapter 1, Daniel was 15. In Daniel chapter 2, Daniel is 17. There's a two-year period between when he got the gift and he exercised the gift. Can I encourage someone this morning? God has given you gifts. Don't get frustrated in this chapter, in this season of your life, because your gifts are not flowing. Remain faithful to God. Remain committed to God in the right season. God will bring the gifts out for the purpose of glorifying him and for the expansion of the kingdom that his name may be great. Your time will come. It's coming. Due season is coming. Don't faint. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Chapter 3. We hear nothing about Daniel. We hear about these three boys that's in the fiery furnace. And God chooses not to deliver them out of 
the furnace initially, Kiki. He chooses to get in. This is a reminder last week. So what if God chooses not to take you out? He may just want to get in it. Because if he gets in it with you, he'll show you how big, how awesome he is. Because he's in the fire, he's going to bring you out. The stuff that got you into the fire would glorify his name. So what, you're in a fire. Somebody right now, the fire in your life has been heated seven times hotter than normal. Daniel chapter 4, Daniel uses his gifts again, Crystal. He interprets the king's dreams. Daniel chapter 5 uses his gifts again. He interprets the handwriting on the wall. Nobody else can interpret that. I'm trying to tell you, you are gifted. You are valuable. When the time is right, he allows the gifts to come to the surface. Just make sure you're committed. That's how we got to Daniel chapter 6. So Daniel is promoted. Boom, promotion, boom, promotion. I can't promise you today that every time you remain committed and every time you use your gifts, that promotion will come. I don't know that. But what I can say is this, that if you remain committed to God, when the opportunity presents itself, God will promote you if it's his will. So Daniel's being promoted. Verse 3, then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and the governors because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. Stop. That was just a cut above everybody else. Spirit. Have you just met people that's just something different about them? You can't put your finger on it. You didn't know them. As my dad say from Adam, and all of a sudden they showed up and the two of you connected and it was something different about them. They had a different spirit. They was a cut above everybody else. They weren't better than other people. They just was different. That's Daniel. He distinguished himself among all the leadership because he possessed an ordinary, extraordinary spirit. Here we go. Put this on the screen, Marcus. He had a different spirit. He had a positive he had an excellent attitude. His attitude was good. He wasn't mean. He wasn't negative. Nor was he nasty. Things will not always work the way you want them to work. But can you have a positive spirit, a different attitude, excellent attitude when things are not working the way you want them to work? Because could it be by your attitude, people may come to know Christ because of you? See, I don't like to be around mean, nasty people. They just vex my spirit. And because they are mean and nasty, they just do something to me on the inside. Daniel distinguished himself because he had a different attitude. Verse 4, then the commissioner governors became, began trying to find a grounds of accusation against Daniel in regards to the governmental affairs. But they could find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption in so much as he was faithful, no negligence of corruption was to be found in him. 
First thing you need to write down on the screen, Daniel was committed to living a life of integrity. Look at these guys. This is literally what's happening. They're going around the kingdom. This dude think he's better than everybody else. Psst. Hey, hey, what you know about Daniel? Tell me something about Daniel. Oh, sh everything she said was good. Hey, bro, for real. Now, you know he can't be that good. Give me some dirt on Daniel. I know he's been cheating the company. Give me something. Stop it. You're too positive. Hey, hey, you know Daniel, he sits on the desk down there. You know, he's over the whole kingdom. Come on. I know you see him cheating the company. Do you know anything about, oh, here we go. Somebody else positive. Hey, sis, sis, you know we get down. We honest. We transparent with each other. Hey, let's go to lunch. Hey, listen. You see Daniel, you think he's better than all of us. Don't you think he's better than everybody else? Trying to get him to agree. Give me some dirt on Daniel. Nothing. They can find no negligence, no flaws, no skeletons in his closet about how he lived a life of integrity as it related to his job. This hit me while I was walking yesterday, Selvin. Daniel, on the screen, lived a private, pure life. That he was pure in his private life. What about you? So I started asking myself, okay, 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 God, what are you trying to say to me? Well, Eric, when you're doing your expense reports on your job, do you cheat FCA out of a penny? Ooh. Oh, Eric, when you're doing your taxes, are you honoring God that there's no negligence in the simple things of life? I'm like, ooh. Eric, when it's just you and me, and that TV show comes on, and nobody else is watching, how is your integrity? Like, oh, you couldn't. Watching. And y'all, excuse me, we were dosing. And I called my friends, and I told them what I was thinking. I said, hey, in your area of life where nobody is watching you, are you watching porn? And they got quiet. I said, no, let's think about that. Pastor, you cutting us up today. I said, no, we're men. When nobody's watching, what's your thought life? Are you lusting after somebody else's wife? Or are you honoring the person that God has given you? When nobody else is looking, are you cheating God? David, I mean, Daniel was privately pure. And this morning, could it be that God is challenging somebody that when nobody else is looking, how is your private Life. Privately pure. Verse 4 tells us they couldn't find anything. So watch what the 120 governors do. And the two commissioners, Daniel was three, two, verse 5. Then these men said, we will not find any grounds of accusation against this Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of God. The only accusation they could bring against him is his walk with the Lord. Daniel is the only biblical character with no flaws. We know he wasn't perfect, Randy, but no flaws. Can somebody look at your life? 
and the only accusation they bring against you is that you committed to God? They don't have to worry about you showing up because coach is going to be on time. It's his commitment. Oh, we don't have to worry about Randy. It's his commitment. How was your commitment this morning? This is one of these lessons that's not going to have you, woo-hoo, pastor was good this morning. When you leave, I want you to go home and think about it because if the Holy Spirit cut me up, I want you to be cut up as well. How's your private life? Is it pure? How's your thought life? You functioning on your job. Verse 6. Then these men said, we will not find for five any grounds against, accusation against Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of his God. Then these commissioners and governors came by agreement to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius or Darius, live forever. All the commissioners of the kingdom, stop. They're lying because all the commissioners didn't come together. The 120 did and the two did but Daniel didn't. People will lie on you. People will make false accusations about you. People will target you because you're being successful and God is promoting you. But realize this, I love it, Psalms 20 and 5, that when people give false lies and accusations about you, I wish I had a table. God is the one, he'll set up a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And that table symbolizes a feast, that God will give you a feast and your enemies will see the feast and there's nothing that they can do about the feast because is at the table. The problem is table, we're looking at everybody else at the table that surrounds us. Be encouraged this morning. God, if you're faithful, God, if you are committed, God, if you watch your private life, will promote you, set up a table right in the presence of your enemy, I'm almost done. And you can be eating right in front of your enemy, yes. taking a bite, and your enemy's and there's nothing they can do about it as long as you remain faithful and committed to God. Every day, come to the table because God is sitting at the table. Amen. Amen. He's at the table. Yes. I'm done. I'm not going to finish. <laughs> My brother, hope you don't mind me sharing this. Can't get the details. His father started the company, Gulf Winds International. This brother I know personally went through a tough period in his life where one of the leaders of the company, after his dad passed, or right when his, before his dad passed, sued the company. Now, I'll go ask to borrow money. This guy is a president of a multi-million dollar company business all over the world. And I remember praying with this brother. But not one time did I ever hear him say a negative word about the person who was in leadership that was no longer there. And I watched God and my lion Todd set up a table. And maybe it was stressful. And maybe there was some hard times. And maybe he had to go in court. But look at him now. God still did what he needed to do. This guy remained faithful, and now God is using him 
all around the world because he remained committed. He could have got bitter. He could have got mad. He could have left the church. He could have walked out on God. His dad died. His dad suffered with cancer. He watched his father deteriorate. But every time I talked to Todd, he was there. He was at church. He was praying. He was giving God thanks. He remained committed. How about you as I close? When life gets hard and it's unfair and people are lying on you, can you remain committed? Because if you remain committed, God will set up a table in the presence of your enemies to be continued. Father, we thank you that you are the one who can set up a table for us in the presence of our enemy. Oh God, so much more in this lesson. So much more. But thank you for this man, somewhere between 80 and 85. Oh, he's committed. He started at an early age, and he remained committed. And I remind you, sometimes success can and will multiply our enemies. They become jealous, envious. But I'm praying for someone today that you are using because they're committed, that you are promoting because they're watching not only their thought life, but how they matriculate in and out of the workplace. You're promoting them, and could it be that their enemies are multiplying? Remind them that you would set up a table before them in the presence of their enemies. Remain committed and have integrity. Thank you for listening. Join us each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. at The Overlook, located in Atascacita, Texas. Visit us online at www.globaloutreachcc.org. Remember, your life matters because it matters to Christ.